welcome back to Don't Overthink It, a podcast that holds an... Uh, can you start over? <laughs> back to Don't Overthink It, an open conversation discussing psychology. I'm Bianca and I'm here with Brad. How you doing, Brad? I'm not too bad. I'm doing good. Chilling on the floor right now. We're literally chilling on the floor right now, stretching. Right. <laughs> you gotta get your yoga in before your mental health. All right. And what are we talking about today, Brad? That is a great question. I believe today we are talking about self and identity. Self-identity. Yeah. More specifically, do you create yourself or do you find yourself? Ooh. That's a good topic. I'm yes. excited about today's I'm topic. I'm pretty sure you thought about it, didn't you? I think so. Yeah. I'll take all the credit on this one. Please go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So do you find yourself or do you create yourself? All right. Which one do you think, Brad? Honestly, I want to say you create yourself. Okay. But I don't want to, like, give away too much right now. All right. Well, I'm... I used to think you find yourself, but after personal experiences, I believe now you can create yourself. Okay. Okay. You want to get into that real quick, like your yeah, personal experience? Absolutely. Yeah. So, a quick backstory about me in September. In September 2019, from I want to say March 2020, before we had to um, leave due to COVID 19. Yeah. Yeah. We're recording this during, yeah. During quarantine. During quarantine. <laughs> um, COVID 19. I. Uh, studied abroad in Florence, Italy. Absolutely loved it. Wonderful experience. But before I went, I remember speaking to very close friends of mine, thinking to myself, "Hey, I don't, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know who I am." And I really thought, like, let me go to Italy so I can find myself, per se. Right. Uh, like, I don't know who I am here, where I've lived for years. So let's go to a different continent, basically, mm-hmm. and see if I can find myself there. And after personal experience, I kind of was thinking like, what does that mean, like find yourself? It's like, no, I want to create myself. Um, there's a lot that defines a person, like your education, your career, but I think it should go beyond that of who you are as a person. So definitely going to Italy taught me, you know, I don't want to find myself, like you create yourself, like who do you want to be in life what do you want to be remembered for specifically type of thing? It is so funny you brought that up because I have a totally similar experience that also involves me going abroad. Okay. So this was in 2017, I think it was June. I went on a trip to South Africa um, to go you visit to my South dad. Africa? I did, it's oh, a beautiful place. That's really cool, I didn't know that. We were in Johannesburg and for me that was my first time going to Africa period. So it was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm going back. You know, people say it's the motherland, but you know, it's all, amazing stuff. But the biggest issue I had was I'm going to an environment where I know nothing about the people, nothing about the culture. The only human that I know is my father. What kind of experiences is going to be, you know? Yeah. Funny, you know, even though we call this don't overthink it, I'm always overthinking things. I'm always looking two steps in the future. I'm always trying to predict what's happening next and stuff like that. Oh, I'm the exact same way. I'm a big planner when it comes to everything. I'm always (laughs) forward thinking, you know, what's my five-year plan looking like? So, I challenged myself on this trip and I said, you know what, Bradley, take a step back and specifically challenge yourself to not overthink things. Like, go on this trip, don't be judgmental, don't have any like preconceived notions, just go and experience it and see how that affects you and how it changes your life and your outlook on things. Mm -hmm. 
and I recorded it all in a journal that I wrote. And honestly, even today, when I look back on it, I'm just so proud of myself because it's such a liberating feeling to experience things as they come, not try to decipher it or analyze it. And it's just, you know, in the moment, I felt like I became a lot more of myself because in a sense, maybe I was finding myself, but I felt like I was more in control of the circumstances. Yeah. Everything would happen, but I could choose how to react based on the moment. I didn't have to say, well, maybe if I don't want to try this thing, I'll regret it later on because I'm with people and this, it's like, nah, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. That's mm-hmm. your own experience and you're allowed to dictate that and create that. So I think even with that kind of journey, one, having an environment like going abroad to create a whole new space for yourself is beautiful. Like there's nothing getting in your way. And two, taking that opportunity to reflect on who you are and what you believe in and your values is just a really nice process to engage in. Yeah, absolutely. Like I like how you mentioned it. It's like you have you are in control. So when I went to Italy, I thought it was gonna be like, this is what we're doing and this is how it's going to be. And there was a lot more freedom in Italy than mm-hmm. I thought. Exactly, and especially I, compared to America. Oh, absolutely. Like, there's so much control in media and government that you just feel sometimes like, ugh, sensory overload, there's too much yeah. going on. <laughs> literally. But when I went to Italy, you know, the professors and the staff were all so helpful. It's like, you know, roam free, go to the city center, go on a yeah. trip. And I thought like, okay, this, this year's gonna be a year of travel for me then. So it was like, I wanna master Italian, I wanna study culture, or I don't know. Everyone had a different mindset. And it was kind of awesome that I kind of was able to create my own year per se. Exactly. Because in some scenarios, like you're not always able to be in control of the outcome. But in that situation, I was like, I'm actually in control. I have a saying of what I want to do, how I want to do it. And I, I do think that did help me a lot with creating myself per se. <laughs> yeah, and that came into play for you in a big way because once COVID said that everybody had to go back home and they couldn't be abroad anymore, that you didn't let that deter you. You were still like, I had a great experience. I made all these yeah. friends, I experienced these things, and I'm gonna find it in myself to keep being better. I'm not just gonna let my experience die in Italy, you know? Yeah, exactly, and it goes back to, you know, that scenario wasn't really in my control. I did leave voluntarily, mm-hmm. but if I had stayed an extra week, we would have evacuated. Exactly. So no matter what happened, it was still out of my control. But at the end, I was never like, I can't believe I left and this and that. I was I was definitely upset that we had to leave, but it was something that I'm like, I don't regret a single thing. It was amazing. If I could do it all over again, I would in a heartbeat. Definitely. Would it change it at all? And it definitely helped me to realize like I want to create myself. And I think like a problem of mine that I have is I get so caught up in education that well, I'm let's like- talk about it. <laughs> I have a story. <laughs> that I feel like, we get so caught up and this is that psychology majors is like getting all these degrees Uh where we soon realize like those degrees aren't who we are exactly it's something you have it's not something you are and i definitely have had that as a problem like ooh, i need to update my resume because you know that this is who you are right you want to be so competitive that you're like well maybe this one stack up well and it's like well if that's something that you believe in and you want to endorse put it on your resume yeah, absolutely. That the right person or the right opportunity will see it when the time comes. Yeah, and the thing that I realized going to job interviews, they look at your resume, they're impressed or mm-hmm. whatever, and then they say, all right, now tell me something about you that's not on this resume. And I'm exactly. like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, that resume is me, and that's something that I have, like, learned that, like, that, that resume is not you. Those are, like, 
what you exactly. have and all that stuff. That's just the shiny stuff, you know? Like, yeah. if you're like, hey, tell me five things about yourself, off the top, that's your resume. But then it's like, okay, give me a detail about your backstory, your history. Your history, your personality. Like, yeah. And those things you don't just happen to stumble into. You don't find it. Like, you know, yeah. it's a thing that you created, even in the bad times. Um, I'm going to get into like a little emotional journey for me. Go for it. So I was always the scholar in school. I was always the get straight A's, honor roll, high honor roll type stuff. Oh, I was the opposite. <laughs> She's like, C's get the grade. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So I was so headstrong and wanting to do well and achieve. And in high school, I decided to join the International Baccalaureate Program, IB for any of you guys who know that, which is basically a college accelerated program. So take AP and put that on a whole nother level and basically earning college credit in high school. So that was all fine and dandy. But the thing that made it so difficult is that I was coming into experiences that I never thought I would have gotten into before. Like as a freshman in high school, I'm taking college level physics I'm having to write essays like I never did before, and it's just overwhelming. And I remember when I got my first F in math, like I'm not particularly strong in that. So when I got my first F, I literally had a breakdown and started crying. Yeah. And it was just so defeating for me. Like, how could I get such a bad grade? Like, I'm okay with getting a C every once in a while, but to see an F, it's like I put in so much effort studying and I just didn't understand. But the more that I became comfortable with failure, and I think that's a great um, components of really creating yourself is being comfortable with failure. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. The more I failed, the more I became comfortable with the fact that I'm not perfect, I can make mistakes. And I continue to see myself do better and better in high school. Um, an important thing about the IB program is that you can go through and get straight A's, but if you don't pass their exams, then you don't get the diploma or the college credits. Yeah. So all of your efforts right on that one exam on that big day your senior year, which for a lot of people, they think that's unfair, but I see that as how comfortable and how aware are you with where you've come in this entire journey. It's important for you to master everything and you know have the best education that you can. But if you're not confident that you'll do well on the exams or confident with all the things that you've learned, you won't succeed. And I think that's such a like impactful thing. Yeah, that really is an impactful thing. And it's such a cliche when you say like, oh, you learn from your failures, but you do. You do, like you it literally really builds do. you up. It tears you down and builds you up into the person like, you are. Not doing well, like in school, helped me learn better how to study. Exactly. You know? Like time management is something I learned from failing so much in high school. Like even now in college, people still have breakdowns or they stress over exams. And I won't say that I don't feel those emotions too, but I remember that I'm not my grades, you know? A uh, 2.9 GPA is not me, you know, yeah. neither is a 4.0. The valedictorian is not the smartest person in the school or the best person in the school because deep down they may have a lot of emotional pain or they may feel yeah. I didn't socialize enough in college because I was isolating myself for these grades. Yeah, absolutely. And like you have to remember it's like I'm not these grades. Right, I'm not the sum of these things. Are. I decide what I want to be, what I want to do. Yeah. But that can come from like getting so much pressure from like your parents to like oh, be yeah. the top student. And like that opens another conversation. It's like, I remember like watching a show that really had me wondering, um, this girl was asking this guy like, oh, like, do you never break the rules? Like, have you uh -huh. never broken a single rule? It's like, oh no, I always listen to my parents and this and that. How do you know who you are if you're going off of what everyone else wants you to be? Exactly. Like, you're struggling so hard to fit this mold that wasn't even made for you. Yeah. It's kind of like when you see parents say, oh, I never got to be a doctor, especially for immigrants. Like, 
coming to a new country and having to set up a new life, it's difficult and your parents oh, want you to succeed. That's so true. Yeah. You and I both know that. Exactly. If you're not a doctor, you're basuna. Like you're trash. Exactly. <laughs> if you're not <laughs> But it's like you might as well just go back to your <laughs> You're like, why did I come here? Right. It's like you're not gonna succeed. And it's like, man, they want you to be a doctor so bad, but if you grew up an artistic person, you had that creativity and passion, I wouldn't even say you let that creativity die. You have to find for yourself that middle portion where obviously you want your parents to be happy, but your happiness comes first. Absolutely. And it's like, like, you know, all children grow up different. You right. know, it's not build a bear. Nobody's born a doctor. No one's born no a No one's lawyer. born a doctor. Yeah. It's like you're not a build a bear. It's like you can't just be like, this is the school you're going going to or like these are the grades you're getting right. this is what you're doing this is what you're focusing on it's like kids go in different directions all of them exactly like, like i've actually read a story once where um a, a boy his parents pushed him and pushed him to be a doctor mm -hmm. and he went through the whole nine yards bachelor's degree medical school the um the four years of yeah of med school of the internship i think oh yeah, yeah residency residency thank right. you residency everything and he got a certificate and in the end he handed it to his parents and said there's your certificate i'm gonna go do what i want to do wow and i was like that's insane, that's insane. but then i almost felt bad because i'm like yeah. you're almost 30 years old and you're finally able to like exactly say, this like, you're is not what i want to do <laughs> and like that was so sad reading that but it's like when your parents push you, push you, push you, it's like, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of sad at some point right. for some people out there. Another aspect I like to think of is when you say, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. Some people can come, sometimes get caught up in the way that I'm not really an individual, you know? When you hang out with a large group or you may feel like you're not enough for them. Like for example, being Jamaican, but moving to America, obviously I'm not in connect with the most authentic form of Jamaican people. But if I hang around a group of them who are, it's like, oh, you're not Jamaican enough, you know? You don't have the access to speak Paso properly. You don't have the knowledge of the country and our history. You know, you're just American. And it's like, well, I would like to say that I'm not, but at the end of the day, I'm so special because I am that unique blend of having my Jamaican heritage, but also my understanding of how the cultures interact. That's definitely how I, I can relate to that too, being yeah. half Mexican, half Nicaraguan. Mm -hmm. People are like, oh, where's your Spanglish at, that Spanish accent? Exactly. And like, I don't have it, but right. that doesn't make me any less Hispanic. I feel like, I'm, I definitely feel like I still am tied up with, you know, my heritage, my right. traditions, but it's like, I was born and raised here, you know, I, I am American too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like, you can't just deny one aspect of yourself and it's so, critical to who you are as a person. Yeah. You have to get out and decide like, hey, I'm gonna be Bianca the Nicaraguan American one more time I forgot Mexican, Mexican <laughs> person that I am to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like like a lot of peer pressure from your friends will try to tell you who you are, what you can be and obviously That's very true. Yeah, obviously yeah. they support you and they love you, but you can't dig too deep into that criticism. You definitely have to take a step back evaluate for yourself what you think you want and what your best interests and needs are and cultivate that. Yeah, that definitely reminds me of the movie Mean Girls where they were like, yeah. we only wear track pants on Friday and you can only have a ponytail once a week. It's like, what is yeah, this like, coming what from? About? <laughs> like, but that's kind of like, they're making fun of it, but it's kind of true where it's yeah. like, oh, we're dressing like this today. We're dressing like this right. tomorrow. Like this is who we are. And it's like, that's not who I am per se. Right. And we like to believe, well, we're breaking out of conformity now by 
being who we are and who we want to be, but we've been conditioned to really fall into some of the same traps. Like, you know, everybody wants a nine to five. Everybody wants to make six figures a year, year, you know? And it's like, well, maybe I decide to start a podcast one day. And that makes Mm -hmm. me different, but you really have to push and be conscious of the fact that you're making that decision. Yeah, absolutely. You have to... Yeah, you said. Yeah, I have a question for you. All right, what's How up? Would you, yeah, <laughs> I know, crazy. How would you tell somebody to help create themselves? Like, what resources or tools would they want to take advantage of? Um, well, I would go back to my personal experience. I would say what helped me a lot was traveling. Uh-huh. You look at all these like cultures, but you learn about all these individuals and their stories, and it's like, yeah. who I want to be. That kind of that gives you a lot to reflect on. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I don't really think there's like. A build like a manual, of, like a manual of this is how you, you build yourself. To or be like you take the sixteen personalities. Oh Let <laughs> me start. Wait, okay, side note: which one are you? INFP. I'm ENTJ. We're just opposites. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I don't think it's like a quiz or like a manual that tells you like this is who you are or create yourself. How to create yourself one on one? Like I don't think it's necessarily that. Mm-hmm. It's just really like reflecting and saying like this is who I want to be. Like, I want to be the girl that is happy. Right. I want to be the girl that's kind. I want to be the girl that loves science. You know, like, that's not who she is. That's something she loves. Right. I think like, who you are is the core values that you hold dear and dear to yourself. Yeah. Like, that would be your religion. That would be the heritage that she celebrates. Mm-hmm. That would be your values and beliefs on, you know, whether it's political or just moral, that's the core. But then everything else that you express interest in, those things aren't you, but they help to define you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We shouldn't try to limit ourselves or box ourselves in like, okay, I'm an INFP, so that means I can only socialize with a few people. Like, no, go to parties, go meet people. Yeah. Socialize and expand your horizons. Don't let that tie you down. Like, that doesn't fit my personality and who I am. Right. You know, get out of your comfort zone a little bit. I love being out of my comfort zone. I've definitely taken strides towards that because I'm not going to lie. It's comfortable in the comfort zone. <laughs> oh, no, definitely. But that's what encouraged me to be like, let me get out of the comfort zone. Yeah. I hopped on a plane to Italy and it was the best decision I ever made, you know? Like, <laughs> right. That was definitely comfort You meet a random stranger and it's like, I'm never going to have a lifestyle like you do. You know, you were born and raised in Italy. I can't experience that. So oh, how can no. I have one of those moments too where it's like, aha. Now, no one else will be able to have this Bianca moment. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, anything else you want to add on before we wrap up? Uh, I'm good. <laughs> just reiterate, like, make sure you stay true to who you are. If you know absolutely. something isn't you, don't try to force it. Don't try to put a square block in a round hole. You know, and definitely, like, just reflect. I definitely, that's what I just yeah. like, really look back on it, reflect. Who are you? And it's not what people want you to be. It's not like, oh, I'm 5'5". Five, five. Like, no, you're, you're, like, that's your height. That's not who you right. are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, definitely that. And, you know, ask yourself, who, who am I? Right. If you don't who do I want to be? Get second opinions and say, does that match up with how I'm feeling? And don't be afraid to change as well. That's something else important. Like, don't think that just because you were one way in the past that you can't change your mind and be open to new Especially with like, I know, like we were just getting ready to wrap up. I know we're wrapping up, but do you believe in change? I do. And like with cancel culture, such a rapid thing here in the 2020s, like everybody's so quick to say, oh, you made this mistake, you're canceled, or you said this back in the day. 
I think we should definitely call people out for the mistakes that they make, but allow them to have the room to grow and reflect and become who they need to be. Yeah. Like when I was seven, I didn't know certain things were bad. You know, I might have said a bad word in the wrong context and got into trouble for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas now that I'm older, I'm 22, I'm not gonna go and say that to somebody. I'm mm-hmm. gonna say that's a bad word. That's gonna hurt that <laughs> feeling, so I shouldn't do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's this. There's a distinction with the level of knowledge that I have now to match the circumstances. Yeah, I definitely believe in change. I definitely feel like I've changed. Like I'm not the same person when I came back from Italy. Person, yeah. I've definitely changed. Um, I mean, you're not the same person you were yesterday. Honestly. Oh no, yeah, we're always learning, always developing. Mm-hmm. But like, it makes you wonder. It's like. Um, I remember for a psychology course, I went to an AA meeting right. and people were like, hi, I'm Bob, I'm an alcoholic. And you know, it kind of confused me. I'm like, but you're not. Yeah. And like, it kind of made me think like, you've been clean for 25 years and you're still saying I'm an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And I, I asked him like, why? Like, why, why do you say that? Like, why don't you say I'm someone that used to drink? And the way he defined it did make sense. It's like an alcoholic isn't someone that drinks a lot. It's someone that feels like they need to. Right, they struggle with the coping They mechanism. struggle with it, absolutely. Yeah. And it definitely, and he said saying that actually helps him to learn that he no longer wants to be that. And right. every day he's fighting to make sure he's never that again. Exactly, we have the stigmas of, I don't want to be labeled as this. Labels are such a tear down negative aspect of life where I don't want to be this type of person or having this identity looming over me. Yeah. And you have to remember, they're just adjectives, they're just words. Yeah. There are some def- definitely people who are just like, I don't like labels, I don't live by labels. Yeah. But it's like, hey, like, if that's who you are, a person that doesn't believe in labels, mm-hmm. like, I'll respect it. Yeah, just change that mode of thinking and open up your mind once more to. Yeah, definitely being more open minded definitely helps with this topic, absolutely. Right. And if you need to talk to anybody, look for people who are in that area, look for your therapist, look for professors who are engaged in that area. Don't just allow yourself to bottle yourself up and not confront yourself. If you're having trouble making that first step, definitely reach out for help because it's so much easier. Oh, absolutely, yes, definitely. It's hard, but it's, yeah. it's it, easier in the long run. Exactly, you'll be so much better knowing that you're an individual and not just part of a large matrix type thing where you're just, a single unit like no you're individual you're a person you are unique you're special yeah absolutely right should we end it there yeah i think that's a good place to wrap it up so thanks for listening again guys and remember don't overthink it yeah we'll see you guys later